banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. It's a two o six 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 three eight four six. Call the stick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the sick and wrong hotline. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Ready to do this fucking craft. So, Wacker, I have a question for you. Okay. Give me your honest opinion, okay? Uh, please be honest, yes. Those are com- completely honest. Don't try to sugarcoat your response. I know we're friends here. Um, what do you think of what do, what do you think of men with cats? Like men, you know, for, men nearing the age of forty. One cat's all right. Multiple cats, you're getting into a problem area. Okay, I'm just saying, a man who owns you a used cat. to have two cats. <laughs> I did a long time ago. It was a long time ago. You're allowed to do stupid shit when you're in your twenties. But like a man, when you say man, do you mean over twenty five? I take it. I'm saying a guy in his late thirties lives alone and has a cat. A cat? Um, that's fine. You think that's co- totally acceptable? Only because you know, you know what I find more weird, and people are gonna go off on me uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, a single dude like that, a actually even younger. But once again, you just do stupid things when you're in your tw- early twenties, you know, teens. But uh, um, a roundabout way, if if I could be more long winded about this, I will. Uh, but no, that age dude who has a dog. What? It, it's Why? like having it's like having a child that you voluntarily went out and got. Like, gotta go home and walk my dog. Can't go on vacation because my dog. Like that, it kind of makes more sense to have a cat, you know. Like I, yeah, I just left my that, cat though. alone for the weekend. It's fine. I left the water running in the bathtub. It could just drink out of there. I've always thought it shits in a box. I've always thought that a dog is too much work for a man, could because a cat just makes more sense because a guy's just it like, does. who cares? You know, I don't. You know, shits but a in lot a box, of a lot I of guys are going to be week. like, oh, I love my dog, man. Dogs are macho. Well, that's the thing, though. There's this, there's this image dogs. Yeah, that's conveyed dogs, through sure. dogs. You yeah. use your dog as a conversation piece. You take your dog to the park. You take your dog to the beach. You can't do right. that with a cat. I know. But people, I, I don't think people think about this fact that you're like adopting a retarded person. <laughs> you well, know, it's no, not going to live long. It's going to die after seven years or whatever. And then guys always try and get like the cool breed, which are tend to be even more retarded, you know? And it affects your life, too, because you can't rent an apartment. Most apartments, you can't rent, can't rent because an they don't no, You're usually in an apartment that maybe allows pets, but you can't ever move. Or if you move, you know, moving's already 
pain in the ass times a hundred. And now if you have a dog, especially if it's a big dog, because that's the other thing guys do is we're like, I'm going to get a big Siberian Husky or like a Great Dane. And they live in an apartment complex. Yeah. And then you're trying to fucking find an apartment. Now, now it's like pain in the ass times a million. Well, I was talking to Lenora the other day about this and she was just like, she went on a date with the guy and she goes, but he owns a cat. He's like 42. I was like, well, what's wrong with that? She's like, it's just weird to go to a guy's house. It is weird. And he he has his cat. It's kind of like, what are you, a wizard? (laughs) Like, oh, this is my cat, homunculus. (laughs) The reason I'm bringing this up, my girlfriend has been pressuring me to get a cat, a kitten. No, do not. Hold the line. If she lived with you, that would be one thing. Then you could be like, you can get a cat. We live together. I understand you want a pet. But she's pressuring you to get a cat? Fuck that. And not just a regular cat. Oh, Jesus Christ. A okay. hairless cat. You remember cat. how he's saying people A hairless guy, cat called the Sphinx. Guys are retarded and they're like, and they want a specific breed. People get cats and want a specific breed. Who the fuck are you? I can be like, well, I want a gray one or a black one or I like the ones with shorter hair. But like breeds of cats. She wants me to get a hairless cat called the Sphinx. Cats shouldn't even have breeds. <laughs> Dude, this her okay. The reason has come up because she was looking into it. She was showing me. You these know, you cats. have to fucking oil that thing up, right? I, dude, it looks a like a hairy basis. ball you have sack. To put lo- you have to put lotion on it. It looks like a hairy ball sack. Yeah, but I'm not allergic to it. Then why the fuck are we getting a cat? Well, I am allergic to cats. But that's what she said. She goes, "You can get a hairless cat because you know as soon as you get that thing, you guys are gonna break up." And then I'm stuck with this cat that looks like a gray scrotum. Not really. You could just drop it in the L.A. River. Well, you know, the things aren't cheap either. You know, they cost a lot of money. I know. You're going to spend like five grand on a fucking No, cat. it's not that expensive. But her friend had... How has, much is it? Well, her friend has kittens, so I, I could probably get a, a deal on them. But if you go to a breeder, they're like $1,000, these things. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. $1,000 for a cat. For is po- that insane? podcasting exaggeration purposes. But that's yeah, insane, though. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's go to bad. the fucking... If you're going to get a cat, which I strongly advise against, go to the pound. Well, I'm just saying, how would you feel like if you came over to my house and he was like this 40-year-old dude with this hairless cat, this like weird, we strange breed of cat. If you do this, I'm quitting. Because <laughs> during the podcast, they're going to be like, hello, this is Hecubus, my hairless cat. Like just, if you just like I said, if you just had a cat, I'm like, oh, what's that? Ah, it's just some fucking cat I picked up. It was a stray, or I got guilted into it. It came from the pound. Yeah, but if you're like, no, I went to this breeder and paid a thousand dollars for the hairless cat. This is my hairless breed. Eyes are a different breed. color. See, it's very valuable. It's a very unique. It's called a sphinx. <laughs> its name is Nefertiti. <laughs> Jesus what? Christ! I know. Girl, it's... Sack, dude. How is this conversation? Is this a con- ongoing conversation? Yeah, she brings it up all the time. She sends me pictures. You need She's... to tell her, do not bring this up again. And don't say it like lovingly or just say it with like a stern, you know, <laughs> Gestapo. <laughs> wait, 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 do not do, bring this wait, up again. Do the tone. Like, don't even they, say there will be this? consequences, but in the tone of your voice, I mean, just, you know, there will be consequences if this is brought up again. So like I give her an ultimatum, like, do not bring this up again. Like that. Does that yeah. sound convincing? That was kind of like a weird Batman voice, but you know what I'm saying. So I should just, but I should just, don't bring this up again, okay? I'm serious. Don't say I'm serious because then you don't seem serious. So just, just you have a serious tone of voice. Okay, do but what do I do? Do I say that in an email? Because she emails me links to catteries. Do you not even know what a cattery is? I never knew what a cattery is. 
I have it's, no idea what a cat is. That's where they breed these cats. That's where they breed these hairless cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cat farm. I like uh, I, I, I like young girls. You know, my, my girls. You know, in their early twenties, I think they're attractive, but they're very persistent. You know, and and I just wonder: is it worth dealing with what a young that? girl? I don't think they're very persistent. They're they're persuasive. No, That's just what I'm show saying. her show her something shiny and be like, oh, but look at this necklace. And then I, she'll I don't mean about the cat. well. She's persistent because she likes cats, but she's persuasive, and she uses her vagina. To I don't think she's. Me. I mean, I know I know fifty year old women who are super insane about cats too. Well, I, I guess it's just women. Years. Women like cats. And she said she'll take General. care of it and do all this stuff. But yeah, I bet you that's what it is. I get that cat. It's a kitten. I got this hairless monstrosity, this aberration of nature that some breeder created in my house. And then she breaks up. So you well, have you to know, put lotion we- on. Don't, do not forget this fact about putting lotion on the well, cat. Well, how do you know you put lotion on them? It's a cat. They lick themselves. No, but this is a special like, per, you know, breed that has issues and that doesn't have any hair. You know, it's a it's not like a benign mutation. Like people fucked with that cat's breed until it didn't have any hair. So it's not natural and it doesn't to keep it healthy, you have to lotion the like thing up. Jurgen's hand cream? Like you yeah. put No, you are oh, I'm lying. sure it's not even I, Jer- it's never probably heard. some more more expensive like cat boutique lotion, but <laughs> yeah. Google it. Well actually I can't start the podcast at eight because I have to Sorry go lotion we didn't start till ten thirty. <laughs> I was lotioning the cat up. God. Would that be a viable excuse? No. <laughs> I'd be like, we're done. <laughs> we I don't know. I, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to give her a stern response, like a stern ultimatum saying, do not do not send me the links and don't bring this up. But anyway. Just, just every uh, time she sends you a link, I mean, there's tons. Just uh, immediately send her back some, like, cat gore. <laughs> just a dead, like, just a scene from Gummo. Yeah, I mean, just type idea. cat gore into Google and a million links will come up of, like, cats that were run over by cars, cats that were eaten by dogs, cats that were torn apart, you know, in Asian countries. That's a good idea. Just the, yeah. the Chinese pictures of cats. Yeah, just Chinese like, I'll, stop when, I'll stop when you stop. <laughs> this is what happens. And it will escalate. It'll be like a, uh, a uh, cat arms race. Like, who can get the grossest cat? She, she'll send me the cutest, like, hairless cat. I'll send her the grossest mutilated cat. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So, Wackily, in your opinion, who do you think would be most likely to own a cat? Woody Harrelson or Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey. In, uh, in True Detective. You think McConaughey's character, in, in True Detective, not in real life, I'm saying in True Detective. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You think McConaughey, Rust. Yeah, of course. Rust would own a hairless cat. Well, I don't know about hairless. I'm just talking about a cat. I'm talking hairless. Well, then definitely Rust. Rust is the hairless type of guy. Are you saying yeah, no, it's he lives he's in a weirdo? creepy apartment with like creepy no furniture and he is a fucking creepy cat? I mean, what? Why is there even a question? So you're saying I'm more like Rust than I would than Woody? I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Marty. He he has like a family. He watches basketball. He drinks beer. He would be the first one who would be like, no, we're not getting a fucking cat. A hairless cat? What hairless the fuck cat? is wrong fuck, with you? He wouldn't even get a cat. He's the kind of dad who wouldn't even get a cat. I hate those things. There's no cat in my house. And then uh, Russ would be like, but I like those cats. The cat. <laughs> a cat. Yeah, the yeah, cat represents the like soul of a man who's unfathomable. <laughs> 
You can't know it. It doesn't like you. It doesn't have any respect for you. I got to say, Wackerly, you, you, you definitely told me about a great show. I was waiting until it was done to watch it so I could binge watch it because I had already mm-hmm. started kind of late. And I'm glad I did because there's a there's a huge there's a huge cliffhanger almost at the end of every episode and to have to wait a week. That's true. It's torture. It's torture. It's a great show though. I highly recommend it. Do you think there is it on over there in the UK? Yeah, you know, just everybody just steals shit off the internet, right? I'm sure it's on over there in the UK. Yeah, I don't think they have people, HBO, uh, don't they? Well, people, uh, we're not going to give away any too many spoilers here in this episode. But if you're really worried, just fast forward. Um, no, no spoil. We're not going to give any spoilers. We're not giving away spoilers. The, the I reason mean, they know it's about like <laughs> these two true detectives who are investigating, you know, child uh, it's a, it's, murder and mutilation. Yeah, it's child murder and mutilation, but in the deep south, um, in the deep, in the deep south, south in Louisiana. Louisiana. But there, but recently, the reason I wanted to bring this up is I read an article on Salon dot com. And uh, it's called the HBO's Gothic Southern Porn True Detective, and so they call it. This is it, the name of the article. The, the The article's titled "HBO's Gothic Southern Porn True Detective Has a Duck Dynasty Problem: Weird Sex, Malicious Rednecks, Twisted Family Relationships." Now Louisiana has its caricature deliverance moment. Do you really think that the show? That show is trying to represent to, – or to, to portray Louisiana as this hotbed of just incest and molestation and weird rednecks. That's what the South is all about. No, that's not the sense that I got from it. I mean it's about that and it's set in the South. But, uh, you know, it's not some type of Robert Altman like, you know, set piece that's really about the place. Well, that's the thing though. You know, Deliverance came out. I don't know if there were liberals that were decrying the themes of that movie. Go to go to the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> I don't think people took themselves so seriously back when that movie came out. It was one of the people. Well, exactly, because now it's like on the internet. So any any critically acclaimed show has to have a detractor. Well, because it, that gets you a lot of clicks. And well, exposure. I think, I think you'd be part the contrarian it, who says something bad about the show that everybody likes. Yeah, I mean, this show is a massive success, but I think part of it. Is uh, there's also a lot of violence towards women and naked women in the show. Well, that was a uh, not just violence towards women, but I did read a critique that kind of seemed true that it's a very misogynistic show. Yeah, that, I think that's why a lot of women um, <laughs> like the women are it. all either dumb or manipulative or, or backstabbing yeah. or needy, overly or weak-minded. Needy. Yeah, and there's a lot yeah. of prostitutes. Most women, most of the women are prostitutes. Or, uh, uh, or, you know, literally prostitutes or like, you know, their whole like there's all these young girls who like their whole purpose is to fuck an older guy. Yeah, they're they can't records. think of anything else. And, and if they're not coming over to fuck them, then they go they go batshit, which but, is kind of like what how misogynists uh, uh, picture women, especially guys that don't get fucked. You know, they just think women are whores and they're they're just out there fucking these beefcakes, these guys with money. That's all they care about. Well, the article... They don't care about a sensitive guy like me with a great Tumblr page. <laughs> the article saying that women were not the only ogled objects in True Detective. There's bouncing, bouncing breasts of young ladies, slut-shaming sex between yeah, uh, the that. main character and his wife, and not to mention ritualized rapes and abundance of hookers in the series. But it was covering up the most compelling, leer-inducing aspect of the show. 
the impoverished South. And they say that, uh, you know, the, um, the show didn't need to go down that route. They didn't need to, to uh, depict Louisiana yeah. as this, this dark post-apocalyptic landscape where just, you know, there's just incest is rife. You know, there's murders of women and children covered up by kin. Uh, there's insanely fervent religious figures that are using yeah. their, uh, their position so that they can rape children. Like, did, no, did they no. need to she, go that She's route? basically describing all of the interesting aspects of the show. <laughs> she wants to water them down with, like, some fried green tomatoes shit about, like, how people in the South are charming and, and very accommodating and friendly. That's, she'd like more of that to dilute it. Well, she's saying it's another show exploiting the negative stereotypes of the Deep South. Who cares if it's exploiting? That's what good shows do. Well, it's a a good story. So so she says here that, you know, Louisiana does get its fair share of praise. True Blood made Louisiana sexy and campy. Treme showed its heart. But True Blood sucks. Treme. I never watched that. I love The Wire. Treme is almost unwatchable. I watched the whole first season, which was okay. And then I couldn't make it through like two more episodes of the other season. Was it the same uh, writer of uh, The Wire, David yeah. Simon? He wrote Tremaine? Yes. And it's terrible. That show was so boring. Yep, it sucked. Well, right, well, I watched- that guy, David Simon, he loves uh, the impoverished, right? And in The so Wire, he's making impoverished it was porn. tempered by another guy who, because David Simon used to be a newspaper reporter, but there was another contributor in The Wire who was a cop. So he kind of showed both sides of like the impoverished and the cop and how the impoverished people, their systems are all terrible. But the cops and government people, their systems are all terrible. And the newspapers and the schools, all the systems are terrible. But in Treme, it was just David Simon who then goes on his big thing where it's just like, oh, the poor are noble and they're just shit on by everybody. And that's Treme, is, that's all it's about. It's about a post-Katrina, right? Post-Katrina New Orleans. Right. Um, and they- the fucking music. Like, you couldn't get through an episode, which was an hour of Treme, without having to sit through, like, 10 or 15 minutes of, like, oh, this New Orleans music is so good. And like, is it just, just 15, a, mo- like, one montage after another? Montage after montage uh, of this. What do you even call that music? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I, I hate it's, when it's, shows It's called something. They call it something in the show. I forget, though. I, a space filler? <laughs> like, let's just let's just like you know. A no, time but it was David Sp- Simon being like the music. The only thing beautiful is the music of these poor people. He's like, you know, the classic white guy who's just obsessed with poor blacks. White guilt. And he's coming in, and yeah, he's coming in and like doing something for them by showing their plight. And the black people are probably like, yeah, we don't need you. He's a gifted writer. The 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 Wire was a was a compelling series. Tremaine's just boring. And I'm, and I'm sorry if, if, if this woman thinks, well, Treme, you know, that's... It's, boor- that's a- it's boring, but it's also one-sided in its portrayal of everything that's going on down there. I just didn't think it had the depth of, uh, of uh, True Detective. No, it didn't at all. Nor, nor was the, uh, the narrative as, as interesting, didn't I mean, it was People like intense exaggerations. They don't want to see the Louisiana, like, Department of Commerce or, and Tourism... Like, come to Louisiana. We have lakes and there's food here. No, that's boring. But they also when like I, When I'm taking a trip though. to Louisiana, I'll watch that. When I'm just trying to sit down and like be, watch some mindless entertainment, no, I want it to be gross and exaggerated. But, but that's the thing. It's like, and you look at reality shows like Duck Dynasty or Gator Boys or Cajun Pawn Stars or Swamp People. 
Jesus like, yeah, those Christ. people exist there, and we're going to people. exploit those stereotypes because people want to see it. People like it. You know, people, people like it. Well, she, the, uh, the writer here claims that True Detective follows the, what she deems the three rules of a Southern horror story. First, close family relationships. The second, weird sex. And the third, malicious rednecks. Yeah, all that stuff's great. Well, and so she said, you know, essentially, he created, the writer here, Nick Pizzolatto, created its own deliverance through the episodes of True Detective and has done irreparable harm to Louisiana's wholesome image. No, that's just... <laughs> well, I thought she was going to say has done irreparable harm to the state, but now when you're saying she he damaged the image, like... Well, that's what she's saying. It's going to be a long time before it emerges from the impact that True Detective has made. Because now, you know, with such a negative portrayal, now people, all they see are just these insane, incestuous rednecks that are going to rape your children. If you ask a sample of viewers of the show, how many do you think they'd even name the state that it's supposed to be in? Five percent? Well, you know, it's the Deep South, though. Oh, now we're not even saying it's specifically about Louisiana. It's just the South in general. Come on. Well, she's saying there's negative Southern stereotypes and representations. Yeah, you know what? That They're based in, in fact. So, well, that, so that, Louisiana is uh, the eighth worst, worst state in teen pregnancy. <laughs> hmm, what are some of the other ones? Mississippi, Texas, Arkansas. Well, those are all the deep South. Yeah. High school graduation rates. It's uh, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, eighth from the bottom, including District of Columbia, which isn't even a fucking state. So it's really seventh from the bottom. Infant mortality, sixth from the bottom. <laughs> Life expectancy, fourth from the bottom. So, yeah, that, that's Should the thing. Should I go on? No, that, that's the thing. I don't think these stats are that far off. I don't think Nick Pizzolatto's representation is that far off. And furthermore... Does the term stereotyping even work when you're talking like about a, th a group of 50 things? Like, stereotyping's like, okay, there's hundreds of thousands of black people, and a couple of them are doing bad things, and you're thinking all the hundreds of thousands do these bad things. That's stereotyping. But when there's only 50 states, and you're like, that, that state's kind of fucked up and backward... But you're like, yeah, it is. Here's the statistics. We're it's not stereotype. That state is fucked up and backward. I'm not stereotyping. It's not like Mississippi is great and we're saying it's terrible because of shit that uh, Louisiana does. Well, th the fact of the matter is, though, are these stereotypes when, in fact, they're true? Like, these people actually exist She doesn't there? even understand the fucking term. Well, stereotype. Well, well, furthermore, I mean, this Nick Pizzolatto in interviews is, has claimed that uh, a lot of the imagery and, 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 and dialogue comes straight from Robert Chambers' story anthology, The King in Yellow. Um, he also claims that Thomas Ligotti, who, is a, uh, who writes in the genre known as weird fiction, was another heavy influence on him. Well, I read an article of an, an incident that occurred in Louisiana in 2005, like the early aughts. That pretty much is a direct representation of the show. I mean, I, I, he hasn't gone out and said that he based the show on this story, but there's no way he couldn't have been influenced by this story. I mean, he had to have adapted this story for True Detective. Well, what's the story? I mean, there's a lot of child molestation going on in the Catholic Church. Well, listen to this. In Ponchatoula, Louisiana, which I don't even know where that is, but you can just imagine what that town must be like. Yeah, I'm sure it's very uh, urbane. There Ponchatoula. There is a church called the Hosanna Church. Oh, I'm going to the opera in Ponchatoula this weekend. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, it's very cultured. It's a very cultured community. That's where Duck Dynasty is filmed. 
Um, Hosanna Church is one of the fastest growing congregations um, in, uh, in, in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. And its pastor, Louis LaMonica, was a beloved figure. Harmonica? F- LaMonica. Oh. He was a famous preacher. And at one time, the congregation once neared over 1,000 people. Recently, it had dwindled to 10 to 15 troubled souls from a handful of families. And now many of them, including Louis LaMonica, the pastor, and a deputy sheriff, are behind bars, accused of a litany of ungodly offenses, including the sexual abuse of two dozen children and the mutilation of cats for satanic rituals. This happened in 2003. And so uh, apparently what ended up happening is one of the... Well, there's some mutilation of cats for you to send to your pictures of your girlfriend. (laughs) That's a good idea. Um, one of the congregants here, Nicole Bernard, called the sheriff's office and said she had to flee the town to save her child from sex abuse. They looked into it. Nine people were arrested that were involved in this church. A dozen computers were seized, was, as well as tapes of uh, child porn, hundreds of computer disks, and eight large boxes of documents and photographs of child porn. And then in this, inside this church compound, which was a youth hall behind the sanctuary, they found the imprint of pentagrams on the floor that someone had tried to scrub away. And some of when those arrested... This? What? When was this? This was in 2003. Oh. And some of those arrested described rituals within those... Uh, with, with pentagrams involving cat's blood and people dressed in black robes. Because this almost sounds like those, you know, satanic molestation hoaxes that went on back in the 80s or whatever. Well, I mean, it was a huge story in this area of Louisiana. I mean, 25 right. children were, uh, were molested involved in sex acts at this youth center um and uh, nobody believes they said they claim that uh, the uh, the molestation the abuse stopped in 2003 but nobody really believed that they just stopped abusing kids and uh, finally the the way the reason it all came out was the youngest uh the youngest son young the younger louis lamonica i think they're all named louis lamonica mm-hmm. he walked into the sheriff's office and uh described a manner of sexual offenses he didn't come to turn himself in he just came to talk with the sheriff. And he, just, he was 45 years old. He described matter of fact, in a matter-of-fact tone that he had had sex with two boys from the time they were four until they were 13, as well as having sex with a number of dogs. Huh. And then he got what up and cats? tried to walk away. And then he just like, <laughs> we didn't let him walk away. Um, that's enough now. That's all I got to say to you. Have a good day. <laughs> good day, good day. sir. <laughs> good day, sirs. Yes, I molested two boys for 10 years, and I fucked a dog. Good day, sir. I'll be at the Waffle House if you would like to arrest me later. I'm going to go get a waffle and a coffee. Good day. Does anybody actually eat waffles at the Waffle House? I think they just have other kinds of food. Do they? I thought, I'm sure waffles is a popular I'm sure they're on the menu, but I don't think anybody actually orders them. Uh, he also named other people at the church that uh, were were involved here with the child pornography and... And, and some women were involved. Like the pastor's wife was arrested with sexual battery on a child. Oh, yeah. Don't stereotype the women. Yeah. They like it too. And in fact, the woman who initially called, who fled the town to save her kid from sex abuse, she was arrested and charged with aggravated rape. The whole town, the oh, whole did community I forget here. To mention, <laughs> I also did some of that molesting before we got out of there. I probably should have said that. So I guess the fact of the matter is, is I don't think the writer of True Detective, the creator here of that story, really needs to put much imagination to make Louisiana appear fucked up. I mean, this actually happened. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, this isn't a stereotype. Here's a bunch of rednecks who are related that are raping children. Right, but what about the quilting bees <laughs> and the charity drives? You got to put everything that's in the state into every show you ever make about the state. Or Becky I, I Banks know. is I mean, going to get mad. Becky Banks isn't even from Louisiana. She's from Hawaii, and she lives in Oregon. Yeah, Becky Banks is the author of this story at Salon.com. I don't think she did her due diligence because I think if, uh, if, if I could email this story to Becky Banks and be like, hey, read this. This happened in Louisiana. I think True Detective is actually kind of similar to this. Yeah, you should start a long dialogue with Becky Banks over online. And furthermore, for our fifth go-around of discussion, she'd be like, hey, that article got 17 million hits. Nice podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll, right I'll Skype with her while I'm stroking my hairless cat. And furthermore, Becky Banks. Let me go oil up the kitty. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang oil on. This thing. I'll be right back. I need to oil up the cat. I don't. They don't <laughs> oil up cats. Why, why are you trying to say? I mean, you know I'm just going to prove you wrong once I get to Google. <laughs> oh, go to Google. <laughs> prove me wrong. Meanwhile, I'll tell people about the show. Uh, people, this is a Sick and Wrong episode uh, 423. Took a, took a couple seconds there. You know the way the show works. You send us stories. We read them here on the show. And if we give you credit, we will send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Submit, submit them via Facebook or through the Twitters. We did get some good shows this week. Did, did you find out, Wackerly? Did you, did you use the Google? Yeah. And, and what type of oil do they rub, the, rub on the cat? I'm still scrolling. Because they don't rub oil on a cat. Oh, no. I'm almost there. <laughs> this is from cattime.com. Cat breeds. Is slash that bookmarked? Sphinx cats. You made me fucking miss it now. Oh, despite his bald body, a sphinx requires at least as much grooming as cats with fur and maybe even more. Their skin must be kept moisturized with a gentle, <laughs> scent-free lotion or oil, and they need weekly baths so as not to leave greasy spots on your furniture and clothing. Use a gentle baby shampoo or moisturizing shampoo and rinse thoroughly, especially, oh, get this, between the folds of the wrinkles. Now you can imagine where those are. Uh, God, You're gonna fucking be disgusting. lotioning this cat's butt crack. Oh my god. If you begin bathing your Sphinx kitten while he's young, oh, because you're gonna get him as a kitten, right? If you get him as an adult cat, what's the point? No, she wanted to get him as like a, like a six week old kitten. Oh yeah. He will learn to accept and sometimes even enjoy baths. Oh, get that sometimes. Usually he's gonna be trying to claw your face off when you give it its weekly bath, but once in a while he'll enjoy it. Oh, baby wipes will help to keep him clean between baths. So you also have to baby wipe the cat. So what is your response going to be when I say, oh, Wackerly, we're going to be a little late podcast tonight because I need to oil up the cat. I'll be like, we'll have fun doing the podcast with the cat. <laughs> People will be back after uh, this word from our sponsor. What do you do? When you're at a family reunion or Thanksgiving, you got a raging boner that won't go away and you're considering fucking your grandmother. You go to Adam and Eve, of course, and you buy a jerk-off sleeve, you know, a field, uh, pocket pussy, something of that nature, so you can go in the bathroom and just take care of that raging boner before 
you have to bend over your grandma at the table and just fuck her. So go to avenue.com and type in the code diddle. That's what grandpa used to do to your dad. Talk to you later. Bye. The first story uh, came in from Chris Power. I find it hard to believe that's a real name. Chris Power. It's related to Max Power. (laughs) Max Power. That's my dad. I am Chris Power. That's what Homer changes his name to, I remember. I remember, yeah. Well, it's a a very – it's a virile name. Right. I think it's much more virile than than Lance. I mean, if it was – I would – oh, I don't know about Chris. I don't really like the name Chris all that much. Christopher Power. Chris Elliott. Yeah, that's a good name. Um, LSD contaminated steak sickens a Tampa family. This would never happen to a vegetarian. Apparently, there probably aren't that many know. vegetarians. In that. Uh, well, I guess if someone put LSD on my broccoli, then yes. I guess it could yeah. happen. So it would happen. I don't think you could put it in. I don't think it soaks in to the broccoli. Why not? You just wash tofu? it off. I guess you could probably dose <laughs> so when So when you're brought broccoli in a restaurant, you wash it off? Hang on. Let me take this plate of food that you just brought to the bathroom because I need to rinse it off in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> can never be too careful. There goes D. He's going to rinse his food again. He can never be too careful. Out. You have no idea who's watching you, who's playing with your food. This food at this restaurant's terrible. Well, you soaked it and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect? A Tampa family mysteriously fell ill earlier this week. Uh, they ate a steak contaminated with LSD acid. Acid in your food. Who does Did that? they find out who put that in there yet? No, they this don't know. This happened at the beginning of the week. This just happened a few days ago. Oh, did it? Yeah, it happened this week. Mm. Um, and they, yeah, they don't even have any suspects. There's an acid caper. This guy. He's <laughs> acid a, poisoning. An acid poisoning. Like there, There's an acid villain, an acid poisoning villain loose in Tampa. Or maybe somebody fed the cow some LSD. I wonder, yeah, do you think the farmer is giving him tainted tainted uh, milk or something, tainted water? Tainted meats. Uh, the family bought the meat from a local Walmart, which has been very cooperative with investigators and turned over all the bottom round steak that was on their shelves at the time. Tell me, Wackerly, as a carnivore, what is bottom round? Oh, I was just going to say. <laughs> what is that? I was just about to say. How irritating it is when people are like, oh, well, I'm a foodie and I know all the parts of the cow. Like, I don't fucking know. But is that a cheaper steak than, let's say, like I a have no T-bone idea. There's not steak? even any cheaper. There, there are, those distinctions no longer exist. Like in the, you know, in the olden times of our parents, you'd be like, well, I'm a rich person. I eat the filet mignon and I'm poor. So I eat this other part that I don't know, the worst part. I don't even know where the filet mignon comes from. What about but, prime uh, rib? But nowadays, with all you know, everybody's into like, you know, people still like the fillet. But everybody's also in, even at, at fancy restaurants, you can be like, well, this is peasant food. 
but it still costs $40. And they'll, you know, use the other part that used to be, you know, looked down upon. Well, when you go... I mean, like, bone marrow. <laughs> I think bone marrow was just poor people being like, well, the, 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 uh, the masters <laughs> were the slaves, but the masters ate the meat, so we're going to take this bone and crack it open and eat the shit inside. But now you get bone marrow, you know, at, like, Gary Danko. But okay, okay. I thought there were fattier cuts of meat. Like they're just less expensive cuts of meat because there's more fat in them. No, I think the more expensive cuts of meat have more fat. I'm sure they're marbling. I don't, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The fat is where the flavor this. comes from. <laughs> it just, yeah. I guess, it, the fact that it's called bottom. If it was just called round steak, I wouldn't think anything of it. But then it's basically what's happened steak. over time. It's not just this whole like, oh, people are like stupid and restaurants are hoodwinking everybody is that like techniques for cooking have become better. So like where, where before in the past, they just had like, you know, like, well, I don't know. You just roast it in the oven and this part tastes better when you do that. And that part tastes shitty. Cause it's but cooked like, more you know, thoroughly. chefs have figured out like, well, if you cook this other part in a different way, it's actually good. Hmm. So, you know, there's like, and, and the other thing is there's like regional names for all this shit. So they call shit pieces of the cow out here, different things than they call it in the Midwest. East Coast. So, so bottom round might actually be a a fine cut of beef. Yeah, I, I don't think they got sick because they're like eating, you know, like the anus of the cow. Well, it was not immediately clear how the steak that Ronnie Morales, only 24, his girlfriend Jessica Rosado, 31, and her 7-year-old and 6-year-old daughters, um, that it's not immediately clear how the steak had become contaminated with the drug. But tests did prove that there was LSD in the steak. How would you even know if you're on LSD if you're a child? I think that that's a, that's the thing. I mean, these kids. Isn't it like I'm, your constant state of mind is basically the same as being on LSD when you're like four? Well, think seven. how much sugar these kids eat. Like they they consume so much sugar, they're so hopped up. Like, how would you know that? How would you differentiate? I'm on I'm on LSD right now versus I'm on like, you know, thirty packs of sweet tarts. Yeah, it goes just... good together, probably. <laughs> Morales, the father or the the boyfriend here, he felt sick soon after eating dinner. He felt so ill that uh, his girlfriend, who was nine months pregnant at the time, girlfriend, drove him to the hospital. So he must have been tripping. He was tripping. Like he ate steak. But you don't feel sick when you're tripping. You think they're using a broad definition of the term? I feel sick. Like, oh, shit, man. I feel weird. I don't think Ronnie Morales here was uh, was a guy who experimented with LSD in high school. But neither was my dad. But I don't – I just feel like if my dad – if somebody dosed him with LSD and he didn't know it, I don't, I don't think he'd be like, I feel sick. He'd be like, I, I feel weird. Well, what are you going to do at the hospital anyway? Like, what are they going to do to you? <laughs> I don't know. Put you in a straitjacket? Yeah. <laughs> Can't they give you uh what do they give you in the if you take the bad brown acid? Isn't there some like <laughs> vitamin K or something like that? Or... You think you're an orange? Yeah, I don't know. They just put you in <laughs> a padded cell. Give, like give you some vitamins, give you hydrate you, keep keep an eye on your blood pressure, especially if you're an old guy. This guy was not old, but like, you know, my dad, they gotta watch his blood pressure so he doesn't have a heart attack. Why don't they just give him like uh, some sedatives and just he passes out? Why don't they just put on like Monty Python and give him some weed? <laughs> the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, so his wife, who is nine months pregnant, 
she rushed him to the hospital, and that's when she felt sick. And she was rushed, ac- rushed across the street to the woman's hospital and was induced into labor. So think <laughs> about this. Of all the things that you would not want to happen to you while you're tripping, I would say childbirth is at the top. Yeah, but they don't want the LSD to get in the baby's brain. Yeah, but could you imagine tripping your balls off? You've eaten whatever, however X amount of hits of acid because you don't even know how much they put in the steak. Well, at the same time, it might not be anything. You know, It might be like a quarter of a tab. It could be. But uh, let's just say for argument's sake that uh, – it they was a dosed massive them with like, yeah, three <laughs> hits of acid. balls and think they thought they were a mushroom. And you're giving birth. Yeah. I, I, I could have, the only, the only giving feeling. Giving birth probably sucks so much just regularly. Maybe it's fine. The maybe only like analogous feeling I could, I could think of here is, have you ever had to take a shit on acid? <laughs> <laughs> have yeah, you ever? suck. Oh, it's the worst experience ever. I've, I've only done it once. Mushrooms, on the other hand, I, I get the trots every time I take mushrooms. It's been a long time. Yeah, but it's not any more it. fun. It sucks just as bad when you're really high on mushrooms and you're like, oh, I got to take a crap. And you can never down? stop wiping. I want to sit stop down wiping. more than I'm sitting down, but I'm already sitting down in the bowl. <laughs> but the feeling of it just of pushing out uh, a turd on acid is one of the just strangest, most bizarre, just horrible feelings you can imagine. So a baby, that's like, uh, that's like exponentially worse. Well, plus you're shitting while you're giving birth to the baby anyway. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> insult to injury. Uh, shortly thereafter, her daughters, uh, Eliana, who's seven, and Reina, who's six, they began hallucinating, and they started feeling ill. So both girls were given tracheal intubations and were hospitalized. Do you think the fucking hospital staff's overreacting a little bit? Yeah, well, why tracheal I mean, intubations? LSD po- it's not poison. I guess maybe they didn't know what it was at that point. But what were they doing? Were they unable to breathe? Like, why were they getting intubated? Because they're just basically saying they're pumping their stomach. God, that has to be second on the list, right below giving birth. (laughs) Getting a a tube shoved down your throat on acid. But these doctors, man, they're like, you know, they're power mad. Oh, let's intubate these girls. But wait a minute. They're just having like a little bit of a drug reaction. Like, you know, not to name names, but I used to take some LSD and it looks like they're just kind of high. Just give them some SpongeBob and some candy. They love candy. Exactly. <laughs> Put on SpongeBob SquarePants and give them a milkshake. Like, like around 3 a.m. They'll be yeah. fine. Who cares? I don't know. Chase them around in a purple dinosaur outfit. Yeah, they'll it's going to be fine. Give them some toys. <laughs> but the doctors are all like, whoa. I mean, the doctors hate it when people take illicit drugs because the doctors are the keepers of the drugs. You can't well, they, take a drug that they didn't, they aren't in charge of and didn't, subs, you know, prescribe to you. How would they know though that uh, that they were on, you know, LSD? Unless do you think they suspected the parents of dosing the kids? Eh, maybe. I mean, possibly. Yeah, but still, it's just you know, it's power mad. Like we're going to intubate these children because you know they're having a little bit of a trip. Is, it, is that what they do every time a kid comes in that's sick? It's just like, let's shove a tube down their throats. I don't know. It's going to make them, I just got a stomachache. It doesn't Did matter. Did you ever know anybody tube. in high school or college who was like constantly getting their stomach pumped like every other weekend? From uh, drugs or alcohol? It's anything. I mean, the guy I knew in college was from alcohol, but I knew some girls in high school who I guess it was also alcohol, but yeah. Oh, did you hear Katie got her stomach pumped again? You're like, what is this, the fifth time? Girl needs to learn her limits. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I don't know if it was my brother or one of my brother's friends actually well, did go. Well, is this a semen story? <laughs> like the 18 gallons of semen in Rod Stewart's stomach and your brother's? No, it was actually, uh, I think it was David Bowie's sperm. But um, no, I, actually, I think one of them was uh, arrested while on LSD and was taken to a hospital. I don't, I don't think they got their stomach pumped, but I think they were like strapped into like a street jacket to kind and like just, and they had to ride the trip out. <laughs> I, I should ask my brother about that next time he was on. I think they got arrested for skateboarding or something and they were all tripping and they're skateboarding in the street. And the one kid freaked out cause he was on acid and they pinned him down yeah. and, uh, and subdued him and then took him to a hospital and just like wired and you know, strapped him up, which I would rather do that than give birth or have a tube shoved down my throat. I feel yeah, bad if I had for to rank kids. those, I think being strapped down would be the best, but it would also suck, you have to admit. Getting tased would, not, would also be uh, too pleasant either. So Jessica Rosado here, the mother. I would, rather, I would take tasing over being strapped down for ranking all these things. Could you imagine getting tased on acid? That'd be terrible. Yeah, but it's, you get it and it's over, and then you're like, oh, dude, I saw Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but tasing. being tased, you'd have an out-of-body experience and be like, uh, well, and the other thing is, you'd probably shit your pants. While, down. You'd probably shit your pants as they tased you, and you'd be like, oh, well, sweet. Now I don't have to take a shit later. Yeah, <laughs> you got that out of the way. <laughs> Multitasking. I am going to need to wipe for about fifteen minutes and use like two whole rolls of toilet paper, though. Um, Rosado gave birth to a boy who is released as a as a healthy son. Um, I think this kid's going to be the next Timothy Leary, personally. Oh, yeah. Or maybe the next Polly Shore. <laughs> Either one. Can you imagine somebody trying to be Timothy Leary today? <laughs> Everybody take acid. People are like, well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Come on, be free. You're a <laughs> doctor of what? It sucked. The 60s were terrible, and then it turned into the terrible 70s. You're, you're a doctor up, of what? What was he a doctor of? LSD? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor drug dealer. What? Well, there, there. A little bit. Of, maybe even did the story on the show. But wasn't there like a guy who was up in Moran who was trying to do this with ecstasy for a little while? He was like a dad. But then he trying like, to be an ecstasy up. prophet. Yeah, he was just trying to be like he, he quit his job and was like, I'm just gonna take ecstasy. It's made me a better person. Yeah, I think we knew that guy. He used to come on Rampage Radio a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really improved <laughs> his life, didn't it? <laughs> So the, the meat was purchased at a Walmart in uh, Tampa, and uh, the medical. Oh, I thought this was a restaurant, but they bought the meat and then they went and cooked it. Yeah, this is in Tampa, Florida. And the medical examiner's office is testing all the steak that the store has turned over. Like everyone else in the community, we are deeply disturbed about the situation, taking it very seriously. Said the Walmart spokesperson. You know, I think a lot of people in the community are probably freaked out and panicked because of this uh, LSD poisoning. But I bet you there's a good portion of Tampa's population that would be stoked to get a dose steak. Don't you They're think going so? and buying all the steaks. <laughs> just like, man, it's another dud. I heard there's like some acid steak in there, dude. You got to try it. I bet you there's a lot of people in Tampa that would be really, really happy about that. Um, the Walmart spokesperson said it was unclear whether the food was tampered with or how. I mean, really, how does acid get in the steak? It sounds like a waste of good LSD to me. Well, maybe. I mean, it might have been uh sorry about this one, guys, but mistake. Like somebody might have accidentally dropped their blotter acid on the thing, but I don't see like some stoner, like like some stoner Snidely P whiplash being like, I will put my LSD on this steak, and some unsuspecting family will have a trip. Oh shit! I I was gonna take that later. What am I doing? I like a like a scarecrow type villain. 
I will yeah. poison everybody and give them hallucinations. Well, really, just this one family. <laughs> They're um, going to they... be so freaked out. My dastardly plan has, has succeeded. <laughs> the Walmart spokesperson says, we know our customers ex- expect safe, quality food, and we will test the food to the highest quality yeah. standards. No, they don't. <laughs> they you know expect that the cheapest food. People who buy food at Walmart expect the cheapest food, not the safest. I think they're going to make the retarded dudes that usually host, you know, in the front of the store, just start trying all the steak. How would you know? Once again, it's like with the children. How would you know? Yeah, I guess you probably have no idea. You never know. Maybe he starts his eyes, his pupils dilate and he starts acting really weird. Like, okay, he's (laughs) got a dose steak. Pupil dilation, maybe, but the acting really weird. I mean, he's acting weird again. Yeah, but he does that every day. Do do the kids still take LSD these days? God, I don't know. Do, How would yeah. I know? I, 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 I bet you not. I don't. I think There's they, so many better drugs. LSD kind of sucks. Yeah, but it was a right. Now of you passage. can take like some drug that's like, well, this one, uh, it comes up and then, but then the peak is really flat, so you feel like that the whole time, and then it comes down to really metal, mellow, mellow. You know, like you can design the things design to do drugs, what you want yeah. rather than just like. Uh, you know that dirty hippie who is maybe homeless, but's always over by that dumpster. Oh, he made this stuff, and uh, here's a piece of like that I cut off the paper. And you're like, well, did he coat the whole paper evenly? I don't know. <laughs> Can I get one from the? Because the joke was always like, I want to try one from the corner, not the center. Yeah, because it all like is he would concentrated just like in a the big center. turkey baster of the shit right in the center. And if you get that center hit, you're like, you know, tripping for five days. I, you know, I just felt it was a rite of passage. Like, uh, go make yourself schizophrenic for eight hours, and yeah. then you're, you're going to be a more enlightened individual when you come out of it. Whereas now, I it's would just hate like to have to do it now, but I guess I'm kind of glad. I I'm did glad it. I got it out of my system and I'm done with it. But it's like kids today; it's like all they can handle is some ecstasy, some designer drugs. But even ecstasy is such a generic term. Like, there's so, there's all these specific designer Molly. Drugs. Yeah, even no, Molly, it, I think, is very generic. I just, I just, but I, but I don't think it's as edgy. As Some kid acid. died on something called Doc. Did you hear about this? D O C. I don't even know what that is. Is that another designer even... drug? Yeah, it's one of these designer drugs. What about Meow Meow? <laughs> What's Meow Meow? Now that's a drug with an edge. Remember that that uh, drug that made somebody like eat their balls or whatever it was. <laughs> eat their own balls. Yeah, he like he cut his testicles There's off. So and many just drug ate stories. Them. I don't know, but um. <laughs> Anyway, what do you got here for the second story? Julie Ottaviani is from Pennsylvania. And uh, just as a, a precursor to the actual story, she was in court. And when she left, you know, like if there's a funny story or an important story or a weird crime, like all the reporters swarm you and she uh she tried to grab one of the reporters microphones and then she struck him in the face with her purse wait wait she attacked uh, one of the these aren't even paparazzi these are just news reporters no, they're real they're local news people yeah but they still swarm you well yeah they want to get the story the scoop well that's what you get <laughs> The 40, 54 year old lady would hit you in the face with her purse. And I'm sure the news guy's like suing her, right? Like, you know, he does the like fake soccer player fall, dive. I would. Did she try to cover the camera with her hand? Like, cover well, the camera? she tried lens? to grab, grab his microphone. So he might have even been like a newspaper guy, right? But uh, why was she in court? Who knows? 
I know. Uh, she was in court, uh, and she earlier, just minutes earlier, before she had this confrontation with a reporter, she pled guilty to charges of corruption of minors and criminal use of a computer, specifically Facebook. Hashtag Facebook. Hmm. Facebook's Criminal popular with the kids Facebook. today, but less so, right? They're saying that Facebook is skewing more old, which is like the death knell of an internet company. Once once your your primary customer base is all like old people, you're fucked. Their stock, though, is still just astronomical, though. That's because who pays attention to the stock market? Old people. They'll well, catch on. I think what's happening is uh, the kids are like, my parents are on Facebook now. Yeah. And I'm I think go- that's kind of a fake thing trend story too that all the art you know newspapers and me yeah but you know what though oh facebook's for all people all the kids are still on it i I think they're worried that their parents are on it so they're going to be able to look at their facebook so then the kids are like oh i go to instagram now well facebook owns instagram right or just just make an alias be like i'm max power the kid (laughs) and make up a new new account and don't tell your parents about it yeah easy start a podcast fake name uh, Hide behind the alias. So basically what happened is Ata Viani, she's 54, her husband, they don't say how old he is, but let's assume he's the same age. Well, he started to wander. Specifically, his eye and penis wandered. What and he basically had like? a girlfriend, which he found out about. How old is this girlfriend? This girlfriend was uh, younger, maybe not a lot younger. I'm just totally making it up because I have no idea. But his girlfriend had a 14-year-old teenage son. That's what his, a key his point girlfriend was probably like in her 30s. Let's say that. 30s. Yeah. Mid-30s, late 30s. I mean, why would you cheat on your wife with a woman the same age as your wife? Yeah, that makes no Prince sense. Charles. Yeah, that makes, yeah, exactly. It makes no sense. Like, why not? If you're going to cheat on your wife, why not get like a 22-year-old girl? Well, even like John McCain and Newt Gingrich, you know, they got a, you know, they were like, 50 or 60 and they get girls who are like in their like 45 right yeah but still like 20 years or junior right yeah i, I just don't key. see the point in having sex with a woman your own age because in addition to getting a younger hotter girlfriend it also pisses your existing wife off to no end when they're much younger right especially if they look like them is that a big problem? Yeah, they, she, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of women, uh. especially uh, wives, are upset when a guy goes to a strip club and ends up like you know getting a, uh, a becoming a regular with a girl that looks just like his wife but thirty years younger. I can see how that would be annoying. And so if uh, she, but finds- actually, it's I mean, women need to think of like, do women really get mad if she her? I mean, I know some do. I mean, some women don't don't like to know that their husbands or boyfriends are looking at porn. Which I'm just like, are That's, you fucking kidding me? Just, but I, well, the same thing about mind. going to a strip club. Like, well, at least he's getting it out of his system in that you know situation, rather than actually going becoming involved with a woman who's then going to like show up at our house. Well, you'd think, too, at that point, isn't the woman like, – she's 54. She's probably in menopause. She doesn't want to have sex. It's like well, wouldn't she be like, okay, he's going to the strip club. He's getting out of his system. He can come back, and uh, we can sit around and watch Survivor. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would kind – of, I mean, I know women wouldn't see it like this, but isn't it, like, flattering that your husband's, like, you know, trying to find a stripper that looks close to you so he still, you know, could get it up when he's with you maybe when he's thinking of – well, I don't know. Maybe that's I, not. I don't think any woman would find that flattering. <laughs> I'm trading you in for a younger model wife. All right. So when I'm going to the strip club and my girlfriend finds out, I need to find strippers that look nothing like her. (laughs) Or wife in the future or whatever. Um, 
But this woman had a weird idea. I've never heard of this before. But it, and it, there's going to be another side sidetrack because what she did is she went on. Uh, well, the article says she hacked into her estranged husband's computer and cell phone in January. I'm pretty hmm. clear, sure this 54 year old woman is not doing any hacking, right? Yeah, she like I, guessed his password. That's I don't not even hacking. Think she guessed his password. His passwords were saved. She just turned on his computer, went to right. Google, and it's or like, there is no Ooh. password. And now this is what old guys need to figure out. Like, oh. This, this young girl who, like we said, is probably 40, but younger than his wife, younger than him. And she said they made nude pictures. And that's what get you know, that's what just drives him crazy. You, yeah. The nude pics. The nudie pics. I mean, he started dating back in like 19, you know, 62 or something like that. Well, it's new technology for this. This guy's probably in his 50s as well. You know, he's not used to getting, he's not used to the sexting. He's right. not tech savvy. And it's great. It's but like a whole new world. You need to cover your tracks, though. You can't leave that shit on your phone that your wife's going to find. No, you got to lock your phone up. Just you got to have a it. password for your phone. You got to clear or your browser history. Or send it to like a special history. Gmail account that your wife doesn't know about. Yeah. And you, you don't save the password on your home computer. If you're going to cheat on your wife, just don't be an idiot. Cover don't up your tracks. That's the truth. God. Which this brings us back to True Detective because that's what happens. I'm like, oh, I said no spoilers. But yeah, there is a part. Quit spoiling it, but there is a, there is a part with he the cell He fucking leaves the pictures that this lo- young slut sends to him on his fucking phone. And his wife just opens the phone up and, oh, look, I'm looking at, you know, Marty's photos. Oh, here's some girl's ass. I got to say, though, it would have been very hard for me not to cheat on my wife with that chick. She is I know. Well, you have no, this has been discussed hot. to death. You have no concept of like faithfulness. No, I'm just saying. I do have a concept of fidelity, but it would have been very difficult for my wife after being married for what 20 years or whatever it was, and then this girl comes along. Right? Did, did she like even write to him and be like, "I want you no, to fuck you me"? You just in the throw ass away your something? marriage and family. That we, we, this has been established. I'm just saying it would have been difficult. <laughs> some chick has a hot ass. It would have, it would have been it difficult. I would have had to. Uh, That'd be that. No, I'm, I'm just Listen saying. Listen up, future just... wife of D. Simon. <laughs> well, okay, like, there's not better, even any question. It's better than what trying if our, to find What if we a, love each other? What if we have a long, committed relationship together? Nope. <laughs> she <laughs> said she'd fuck me, so I did. Meanwhile, while you're hitting every strip club in the city to try yeah, to find a young clone. I'm just going to a strip club. Hey, <laughs> I'm a decent husband. I even put a change of clothes in the car so I don't smell like that stripper fucking perfume. <laughs> But D, look at him. He's banging some fucking homeless chick by the dumpster of the 7-Eleven because she was going to give it to him. Oh, okay. I have standards. I'm just saying if she looked like the girl in True Detective, right, I would have had a hard time go. making the decision. You're like, eh. <laughs> she has a couple of teeth. I think that's a woman. Uh, okay. So she goes on her husband's phone. She's like, oh, great. Pick naked pictures of a lady. And it's not me, of course, because I would never send naked pictures to my husband because I'm fucking 54. 54. So she downloads them or whatever. Who knows how she gets possession of them. Uh, Forwards them to herself as a text. She must have been a tech-savvy mom. But then, this is where it gets crazy. This woman is tech-savvy. I mean, it's like, you know, it's one of these tech companies should hire her because she creates a fake Facebook account. Which, like we were saying, kids today can't even figure out. Yeah. Uh, my parents know about my Facebook page. So create a fucking fake one, dummy. <laughs> That's what she did. And then she posted the pictures as on her new uh, 
fake profile of this naked uh, girlfriend of her husband, Wait, so she husband. posted the naked pics to Facebook. I didn't know you could do that. Well, <laughs> you got to fly under the radar, right? I, I bet you they, fa- eventually if Facebook get, finds your naked yeah, pics, they take though, it down. They're going to take it down. Yeah. But who knows what, you know, I'm constantly complaining about these reporters. Who knows what naked means in the in the context of any article? Could have been in underwear, but it was naked. Well, it's not naked. She's wearing underwear. Well, you know what I mean. Not really. It's not naked if she has underwear on. Well, it sounds like the, it sounds like this woman was naked though. She's saying that's what the article says. We can pics. take it at face value, but that begs the question. So, how was this woman able to put the photos on Facebook and not have them taken down? Well, maybe mm-hmm. it was a maybe it was up only for like a day or the two. time delay. Because yes. I've seen nudity on Facebook before, but it's not up there. Not long. a lot. Not as much as you'd think. It's the not internet. Not as much after as there all. should be. Yeah, it's the internet. I mean, what's the ratio of porn on the internet? to in general to porn on facebook and you have to admit facebook is massive it's got to be like at least 20 percent of all internet traffic is facebook nowadays but you see it every now and then and there's virtually no porn it usually gets to you don't know what it is because uh people moderate it so people will tag it as inappropriate they'll flag it as inappropriate yeah so these pictures you know maybe they're only up for a day but even being up for a day is pretty amazing so, yeah it's impressive she's tech savvy let's just take it at face value that she put n- the naked pictures of her estranged husband's girlfriend uh on, on her fake profile but then that's not even the best then this is where it gets devious then she friended the woman's 14 year old teenage son and of course, yeah. kids today, anybody who friends them, they're just like, except, dude, I have 4,000 Facebook friends. Like, well, who are they? I have no idea. <laughs> Especially if you're a teenage son. And she probably put a fake picture of some hot chick and she's just like, Sweet, Oh, yeah, as the dude. primary photo. As yeah. the primary photo. But then what do you do if you're a 14-year-old boy? Oh, dude, this hot chick just friended me. Click, click, click. What the fuck? And it's your there's mom naked pictures of naked. his mom. Your mom naked. You know, they, what is this? A young Oedipus Rex? This kid's yeah. going to carve out his eyes. I would. Yeah, it'd be pretty gross. I, I don't know. What, I don't know how I would feel about that. Court records said that he, the teen, accepted the request, clicked on the profile, saw photos of his naked mother, vomited. <laughs> the lady who's uh, Julie Ottaviani, who's the fifty-four-year-old lady who's uh, pleaded guilty to corruption of minors, criminal use of a computer says that I wanted her kids to hurt as much as mine. <laughs> it's not really the same. They're like, no, daddy really. cheated with this lady, and I'm sad. But this kid's just like, ooh, I just saw a naked picture of my mom on Facebook. This is a modern-day Greek tragedy. Eh. <laughs> you know that the woman's being arrested? If if Does uh, he end up killing her husband? Or no, his dad? that's the end of the story. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, this is a modern version of uh, Oedipus Rex. Don't you think the husband's just laughing his ass off at this whole situation? I would be. Well, I would be like, well, first of all, I'd be like, I'd you be are like, insane. like, that crazy bitch. This is why. This is fucking why. You wonder why I look at other ladies? Because you're an insane person. Yeah. He's just a kid. But if you think about it, though... He got off pretty scot-free because you read about the same situation happens in China and the woman like chops off the guy's dick. Yeah. You know, this dude, all he did is uh, he took the pictures and posted them so, so the woman's son could see it and be like, sorry, kid, <laughs> but I fucked your mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Sorry, kid, but ain't she's still got a nice ass, your mama. The kid's like, ugh. Would you bring it, it up with your mother? Huh? 
Would you bring yeah. that up with your mom? I mean, you, you saw have it. To. What are you just gonna not say anything? Uh, mom, there's fucking naked pictures of you on Facebook. What the fuck is going on? Could you imagine that situation? Just be like, hey, mom, you totally friended me on Facebook, and then I looked at the pictures, and you're butt naked, like your your vagina is just spread open for the world. You shouldn't be doing that stuff on Facebook. Also, it's fucking 2013. You need to trim that shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not 1975. <laughs> Especially if you're fucking some other guy. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe uh, So maybe this kid didn't know his mom was cheating. No, he might I not guess have, I kind of yeah. assumed that thought it was the kid knew his mom was dating this guy. But if he didn't, then it would, then it would be like – because you'd have that conversation and she'd be like, listen, son. I've been dating this guy who's not your father and I sent him those pics. That's how they ended up on Facebook. And then, okay, maybe it is kind of eye for an eye at that point. I don't know. If you were his buddy – like let's say you're hanging out with uh... – with with me and or, or let's say you're hanging out with your friend, your friend looked at these pictures and it was just, you're, you know his his mom butt naked and his mom's kind of hot. Would you be like, yo? Even don't if delete, his mom's not kind of hot, don't delete those pictures yet. Would you no, ask for a no? Copy? You, have to, you have to grab the phone and text them to yourself. <laughs> He's obviously going to delete them. I would look at almost anybody's mom's naked pictures. Out of God, I, I do. If it's kinda... not your mom, it's it's just like then it's just funny. Yeah, no, it's Beaver Hunt. And maybe she is hot. And maybe you're like, I'm gonna beat off to this picture of your mom. No, it's Hustler Beaver Hunt at this point, right? You know, I I gotta admire this lady though. She was just like, you know what? I want to hurt his children. It's like another level of revenge. She's very tech savvy. Yeah, fifty four. Very very tech savvy. People send your stories to Sigaron Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. We're actually got a few phone calls here. The Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to the first call, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls here at the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, The first call is in reference to fucking on your parents' bed. I guess we've been talking about that a lot in recent episodes. Yeah. It's and a big I, topic. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a something... new shit story is the fucking in your parents' bed story. Maybe there, do you, are you saying that should be a new segment? We should we should get no. like uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have too many theme, theme too much theme music to keep track. Never of. have too many. It takes up part of the show. Yeah, well, we, we it's a lot to deal with. Anyway, um, this guy called up with a story about fucking on a parents' bed. Greetings, brethren of the sickness. Hey, it's Carl with a K. Uh, first of all, I want to give uh, props to Wackerly for his new bike that he purchased. Uh, just keep in mind that guys on Harleys won't diss you for riding a British bike. Although they may not talk to you for riding a rice grinder. Uh, Have you noticed that? No. <laughs> like, do you, is there a, uh, like, do you get waves or anything like that? Is there camaraderie? Oh yeah, there's bikers. camaraderie. There's camaraderie with everybody. So when you're, so it doesn't matter if you're on a rice rocket or if you're on a, no. a Harley. No, it's just you're on a bike. I'm on a bike. We're both you're risking our bike, lives man. here. It's the brotherhood of the road. <laughs> <laughs> we 
the we whole motorcycle thing is like live or die. Like, I, I don't need I don't need kudos for it. We're on the razor's edge together. The mm. best thing about it, the name for the name for people on Rice Rockets, especially if they have like the full like multicolored leathers that like are coordinated with their bike colors, uh, is squids. Squids. <laughs> yeah, you call them squids. Squids. Hmm. Where would that come from? I think it's just a Harley term for those guys. Just because it's a rice rocket, it's a Japanese. Bike, I don't know why squid. they call them squid. It's it seems like it fits though. Like when you have like the skin tight leather jumpsuit that's all rainbow colored, and then like a fancy multicolored helmet with a big design on it. Hmm. Just look like a squid. So have you noticed any other? Like, have you seen another Triumph guy? Do you have to high five? No. Do you give a head nod? I did see somebody in my town with the same bike, though, just the other day. I was like, what the fuck? Did you race him? No, it was in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, this is coming from a guy who is not a biker. I'm just a guy who rides a Harley. And uh, happy birthday, Wackerly. Let's all sing. I won't. This is the worst call ever. Uh, <laughs> I noticed recently that you mentioned people having sex in their parents' beds. Like a couple right. times in the last few episodes, and Lance won't admit that he's actually done this. D, on the other hand, wasn't getting laid when he still lived at his parents' home. Oh, neither okay. was I. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you took away from that? I did have sex in my parents' house, but I did it in my room downstairs in the basement, not on their bed. I don't even know. Yeah, I've had sex in my parents' house. But, like, when I was in high school... Like I wasn't getting laid. I think I maybe filled some tits in my in my my own bedroom. Right, did you ever? It. Okay, did you ever jerk off on your parents' bed? <laughs> Just on my dad's <laughs> pillow. No. Part of the problem is my parents. I don't know if other people in, of our age group had this, but my parents were into this. Like they weren't Quakers in any sense of the form. But my mom had this big. She was really into like Quaker decor. What? Quaker decor, like what? Like you had a house that looked like an Amish person's house? Kind of. I mean, we had electronics, but like quilts and like, you know, not vintage, but like. Like a, like, did you have like rustic. gourds and like, huh? a, like a, like a cornucopia of gourds? Like cornucopia. A, Sometimes you, I can tell kind of what you're getting at, but I just under, know that you don't really even know what you're talking about. No, you know about. what I'm talking about? That display <laughs> no, that's Pulpery? like it's straw. No, it's a, it's a, it's like um, gourds. They're they look like little squash with bumps on them. But that's like a that's like a holiday display. Maybe yeah, yeah. some people keep it all year round. Cornucopia of gourds. Sure. Yeah, we did. <laughs> no, but like you know, like quilts and like rustic picture frames and like pictures of like. We even had some of that. Um, Did you have like a vintage sewing machine? Not vintage, or... rustic. But so, yeah, so, but or, okay, you know, like you know that stuff that's like uh, like folk art, like, yeah, from oh, like that the painting's 18th terrible. Century. Oh no, but it's folk art. Oh great, yeah, it's really cool. Like like paintings of farmers that doesn't have any perspective and it's very flat. So like a pastoral decor, like something for, of the country. <laughs> but like like as if you were a person who lived in the country. Did you have like a butter churn? Maybe in the corner. That's the kind that, of shit that I'm talking weird. about. That's it's very. I think this go- was a it's very goyish. Thing. I think this was a yes. Yeah, so it's not a Jewish thing because no. it's like it's like trying to show that you don't have money, which is not a Jewish thing. No, no. We have to. We have to. Like but I do think a... this was popular amongst uh, waspy people in the Midwest in the seventies. Like I don't. I don't think it was just my parents. 
But I think if and you in fact, I know because some too. of these paintings we had were like done by my mom's friend, who also was a wealthy lady. But she would do these weird like paintings as like if she barn? were a like Quaker. A weird. That is very weird. weird. I kind of wish I like had photos, but I, I don't. And that's why you didn't jack off in your parents' bed. Well, yeah, because you like go in there and there's this weird like rustic quilt, and you're like, "What the fuck?" It's like jacking off in Deadwood Land. It sucks. Oh, that happens. Meanwhile, but, I had my uh, Garfield sheets like <laughs> crying out for me to tell this story. So I just wanted to tell you about this time. I was like 16 or 17 years old, and you know, Carl jacked off in his parents' bed like on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I think he's getting at. My parents went, I think, to Florida on vacation, which, you know, while the parents are away, the boy will play, and I was. I, I don't think my parents would have left me alone at 17 while they went to Florida for a week. My parents no said way that. Was I, no way was I getting that benefit. My my parents actually, uh, this was, it was one of my favorite experiences of my child, of my adolescent years. They left when I was 17 for a month with my sister and my sister's best friend. A month? They drove all the way to Florida. Jeff? No, Jeff uh, was living in Lansing. So I just was home alone for a month. It was in between my, I think it was in between my senior year. It was right after my senior year of high school. I mean, if I wouldn't have been such a piece of shit, maybe they would have done that. But they know for a fact I would have been like, okay. Liquor cabinet broken into, friends over, smoking in the house. Oh, dude, Kessler moved in. He just stayed right. in, moved in for like a week or a month, and he just was smoking in the house. We were drinking. We were playing croquet. Like in the, well, my parents had a croquet set for some reason. Dog shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Yeah. In my parents' bed, and uh, the phone rang, and I, they had a phone on the nightstand, and like while I'm still in position... Uh, I thought, this is my buddy calling me because I was supposed to pick him up and I picked this chick up and I'm banging her instead. And I was going to rub it in his face, but uh, so I picked the phone up and it was my mom. And, um, you know, when you're that age, you got enough testosterone and stuff. I really, uh, I might have missed a beat, but I didn't completely stop. That's weird. I told her everything was fine. The house wasn't on fire. It's like having a menage a trois. Uh, With and, your... uh, I never even like uh, pulled out. It was great. Um, chick was like paranoid. I grinned. I finished when I hung up. It was a great time. So, hey guys, uh, great, uh, great podcasts. Keep it up. We'll uh, catch you down the line and. Uh, there's more of these terrible stories. I grew up awful, and I'm an awful person. So keep on casting pods, guys. Catch you later. Well, thanks, Carl, for that. Carl's that, gay. That horrible imagery. Picture him just, like, banging this chick on top of a quilt. Back then, it was much more compulsory to answer the phone. Remember that? Have you ever, I mean, have, have you ever had like a girl? Like, you couldn't just let the phone ring and not pick it up. Have you ever had a girl answer the phone while you're having sex? Like, I'm having sex with her and she picks up the phone? No. Yeah, I, I, you just don't do that. But I you think, know, 
You know, I've been reading this guy who posts on Craigslist in one of the forums uh, about all his horror experiences. <laughs> He's actually a very good writer and posts these entertaining stories. That's a common complaint with uh, prostitutes. Is they, what, they're texting? They're texting or they get on the phone while you're, like, still going at it. <laughs> so if you're, like, plugging them from behind, they're just sitting there texting on yeah. the bed? It's more like you're plowing them, plowing them, plowing them, and like the hour or the half hour that you paid for is getting up, and what she's and she starts to text because what she's doing is she's lining up the next guy. Yeah, she's setting up the next appointment. But you know that's like a that's bad uh, prostitute etiquette. Well, yeah, I mean it's like it's got a I bet you it's going to prolong the sex act anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You already know she's not into it. You know what? Part of the reason why I think you answered the phone when you had a girl there is you don't want the answering machine to pick up and have it be some other girl that you're planning to fuck later. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. Remember that? Because the answer yeah, yeah. machine would go off. <laughs> no, you remember how I said I wasn't getting laid at all? I wasn't worried about two girls calling me. No, no. but I mean, I was, I remember like, you know, not, obviously I wasn't a, a player. I've never been a player, but I do remember being like, you know, with a girl and then there's a chance another girl might call and leave a message, and I don't want that to go off because you can't. You get your own voicemails now. There's no like public, public listening to an answer machine message, right? Like it was back in the day. Yep, I did like the answer machines though. But just I, I think even before the answer machine, there was this compulsive need to answer the phone. Yeah, God. So what, like what if, the... if somebody would just let the phone ring, you'd be like, "What are you doing? You're making me nervous. Why, why aren't you picking up your phone?" I want to hear some more Carl stories. So at times, he kind of sounded a little bit like William Burroughs to me. Did you notice yes. that with his voice? Uh, the graveliness. I yeah, he's just like, and I got some good stories. I mean, stories. he was probably like 18, 19 when we, you know, in like the early 80s. And that seemed like, that seemed like a cool time. I think Carl has some good stories. Carl, definitely call back. Uh, here's a, Here's a second call. Waggerly, Simon, I got a quick question for you. A short one. What happened to Kendra and her lopsided titties? Outie. <laughs> Did you have I don't a lops- remember them being lopsided? I'm trying to think. You know what I do remember about her titties? She had a, a, a Baphomet sigil right in between her tits. Remember that? Baphomet sigil. That's what it is. <laughs> Whatever. It was a pentagram with a, with a goat. With a goat. It. It's the Baphomet thing. And she had that right in between her she tits, like on her sternum. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Which I imagine that must – I mean, she wears a low-cut dress. I imagine that must uh, really impress her coworkers. Because is she like an engineer or something? Yeah, I think she works for a power company up in Vancouver. But, uh, you know, <laughs> she's into those, these designer cats. She call her. Well, did she have a uh, hairless cat? No, but she had a different special one. Like, uh, How many special even... cats are there? There's a couple. God. It's bad enough. This one was, for, but this was the equivalent. It cost like you know two grand or something for a special cat, like a deformed. You, know, like you, a, you had a mutant like cat. A, it was like a part. It was like part lynx or something, and part domestic cat, if I remember correctly. Oh God, um, Kendra. Kendra was a great. She was a great person to have on the show. This is the early years of Sick and Wrong. A lot of the uh, more recent listeners, you'd have to go back in time to hear some of that. But I remember. It was a different period of Kendra's life because Kendra, like, at th- at that time, I think she was exploring her sexuality, to put it lightly. Um, she basically come to came to she, essentially she came to San Francisco and had sex with like ten Mexican dudes in a Mexican bar. Remember that? 
She came on the yeah. podcast. She, she, I mean, I think the stories are a little bit exaggerated, but yeah. I don't, I no, she came on the podcast. She came to San Francisco to, to visit this guy named Eugene, who was in the band Oxbow, and Eugene Robinson. He was also a, 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 a guest on the show because he wrote that book about fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came down to visit Eugene to have sex with him and like two other dudes. That was that was the plan. A threesome with Eugene and two other guys. And right. so while she was here, she came on Sick and Wrong. And uh, we, we talked to her. And then she was she just like off the cuff. She starts telling us about, yeah, she just went to some bar in the mission, had sex with like 10 Mexican dudes. I do remember that. It's on tape. Yeah. No, that, that was there was a period where Kendra was just, I mean, just, just completely like she uh, had no boundaries. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't fault her for that. I actually laud her for that. But now I think what happened is uh, I think she sobered up. I think she's sober. And last I heard, she runs marathons. Like she does an Ironman type of marathon, like uh, with yeah. running and bicycling and swimming. She's like runner's high. Yeah, uh, she was. Uh, no, did she do heroin? She was a heroin addict. I think she was on heroin. Then she was coming off the heroin. That's when she had all the sex. And then yes, she transitioned into the healthy lifestyle. But I think she still is uh, searching for that runner's high, that that endorphin release that she gets from running. And so I think that's what she does now. She, she might be a mom now. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. We lost contact with her. But, uh, yeah, Kendra was definitely – she was also the person that gave us, I think, the first gift we ever received here on the show, which is a blood painting, menstrual right. blood painting. Yes. Yeah, Kendra – Did she actually send it to us or just send us a photo? I don't remember actually seeing the thing in real life. She never sent it to us. I think she said she was going yeah, to, but I'm she I'm kind of glad about that. Yeah. <laughs> But she she was great though, and uh, I I do I do miss her contributions to the show. But I you know I wish her well. I think the show was a negative. It was a negative period of her life, and I think she moved beyond it. Uh, but that being said, I don't recall her titties ever being lopsided, and we did see them. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she talked about it because a lot of girls are self conscious about that, you know. Like my breasts are so lopsided. You're like, no, they're not. Yes, they are. It's like okay. we don't care. Just put them in my face. Yeah, it's I really. Fine. Don't care. Yeah. Um, here's the last call. Hey, Dean Lance. I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts are about legalizing pot. I moved from Oregon to, Col- uh, to Colorado, and um, seeing it legalized here in the couple of months since it was legalized, the news station said the state has made millions after i moved here i started talking even slower (laughs) (laughs) i'm not listening to the rest of this call um yeah you know i did read about that uh colorado i guess i had like a they've made like three million dollars in tax revenue you heard about this yep and uh they also made another million dollars from medical marijuana so yeah you know i am pro legalization of marijuana why not I don't think it hurts anything. I think it also uh, you could it, you don't have to arrest people who have like an eighth of marijuana. It frees up some room in the in the jails for real offenses. <laughs> you know what? Why? I mean, why prosecute people who have a little bit of marijuana? Does it really matter? Yeah. Yep. I, I just think it's uh, it's like gay marriage. It's so boring to even talk about. It's like yeah, just legalize it. But why? What are, what are your points? Just fucking legalize it just, and shut up. And just get you it over retarded. with already. I mean, in fact, I, I, I would love to see all drugs our, legalized. Our values as a nation 
or this is the type of country that I want to pass down to my kids. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. Just what, shut the fuck up. What's funny about this guy is what did, what did you think our opinion would be on this? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you thought I was going to be like, yeah, I'm pro-legalization. Then Wackerly would have just been like, no way. You didn't tend to be. I just, I was actually just listening to this on the radio uh, from this fucking douchebag, you know. It's just complete, like, you don't even know if he really believes it. Like, he's probably a hedonist in real life, but he's got this very, like, staunch, holier than now radio personality. His name's, like, Michael Medved or something. And he was talking about how. Is this because he, he like wants to be a libertarian because that's cool now? But libertarians are of a course like no, the state should not tell people if they can or can't get married. The state shouldn't be involved in it at all. And yeah, of course people should be able to smoke weed. It's just their own body. If they go out and commit crimes because they're high or they drive under the influence, that's bad. But criminalize that, not the fucking pot. So he's trying to be like that, but he's being like, well, but we don't want to hand this country down to our children with these. You know, decrepitized values of people smoking pot and approving of that. Like, How oh, so basically, you're not a libertarian at all. You fucking old school Republican religious fucking asshole. How old is it, dude? I don't know. He's probably you know he's, he's the same age as Hannity, so he's not old. He's just that's what I'm he's saying. 50s, you don't even know he's if he probably really a hypocrite, this shit. though. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the a thing. I mean, you know, like you know, your kids are gonna fucking hate your guts when they find out that you're the guy who is like anti pot against everybody else in the country. You know, I think, honestly, it's like once you make pot legal, yeah, some kids are going to do it. Some kids aren't going to do it. It's like alcohol. There's a lot of kids that don't drink that much. It's well, like people, I, Here's another thing I heard on the radio. I'm not trying to claim these, but this uh, this is interesting to me, too. So people say, well, pot's a gateway drug. People are going to smoke pot. Then they're going to go do uh, cocaine and all this. And the guy who was also conservative pointed out, it's not really a gateway drug, but you meet gateway people because when you're buying pot from a guy who's some shady drug dealer, probably deal that's the guy who's else. like, hey, you always buy pot from me, but do you want some Coke? I have some of that. And then you're like, okay. But if you're buying pot from the pot shop, the state-sponsored pot get. shop, those guys aren't going to be like, hey, we have cocaine today, everybody. Who wants some of this shit? <laughs> I got some great bargains on heroin yeah, today. It's not a gateway drug. It's that you meet the gateway drug dealer. And if you take, if you legalize it, the gateway drug dealer is not there anymore. I do kind of love some of these articles, these fear-mongering articles that are coming out about marijuana. They said in Colorado that there's this, uh, this increase in, in animals being poisoned by, uh, by marijuana. Have you, have you oh, read about this? People those? get their dog high or whatever. Yeah, they're just like animals are at risk for being poisoned by marijuana. For, by that marijuana shit's expensive, poisoning. people. Don't be giving it to your dog. <laughs> Would you buy the filet mignon and give it to your dog? No. Well, don't spend $50 on an eighth and give that to your dog either. I always, you know, it always kind of amused me when people would be like, oh, my cat loves marijuana. Oh, my cat loves smoking weed. It's like, oh, really? Because you're holding it and blowing it in its face? Yeah, I'm sure those it are, loves I mean, those that. are the same people who, who wanna, want everybody to believe that pot, like, will make, you know, oh, whenever I get a cold, I just take some bong rips and it makes it better. <laughs> it's God's gift to people. I cured my friend's cancer, I heard. Yeah, I bet. No, it's not It's not good for you. It's just not that bad for you. The, the thing is, it's not that big of a deal. Like gay marriage. It should, be a, so it should be a freedom that Why people are we should have. Talking it's about like, this? yeah, like, there's marijuana. There's no bigger problems. Yeah, exactly. There's, 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 huge, there's larger issues. How long have we been be talking discussed. about gay marriage and gays in the military? 10 years? Longer than that. Oh, since Jesus Clinton, Christ. Don't Ask, Don't I mean, Tell has been around since the yeah. 90s. It's like, who cares? I can't – like so – we pay all these fucking politicians and like they take up so much of the news cycle. 
you know, with their fucking hijinks in, in Washington, D.C., and the state governments, too. And it's all they ever talk about. Medical merit, legalizing marijuana. No, we can't. Oh, we better. Well, what about Prop There's these hot Gays button issues, though, that they know that are polarizing and they can appeal to their constituents. But it's really, it's a non-issue. It's not a big deal. It's Who cares? It's so dumb. Yeah. If they would just take, you know, a, a vote, like a real vote where everybody votes, like an internet vote, like you have to vote. You can't have this like, well, only the religious people went to the election. Like, a, like you got my – like my parents – if you ask them, like, well, do you think gays should get married? They'd be like, why are you even asking me this? <laughs> Fucking Matlock is on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's a non-issue. And same thing with weed. Mom, dad, do you think uh... – and my parents, I'm using them just because I'm saying, like, they're super average, you know? Yeah, but they're average, but they're also older. I mean, they're, they're like – They're you know... older. They're super – yeah. So even conservative they're, – they're older, so they're conservative, but, you know, not particularly conservative – but yeah, and the weed thing too. Do you think people should smoke weed? Yeah, your uncle smokes weed all the time. He's not great, but he's not terrible. Yeah, legalize yeah. it. He's not a violent criminal. It doesn't matter. Anyway, people call the Sigmar Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, we got an email here from uh, Mac in Yorkshire. He says, you annoying cunts are number 34 on the UK iTunes. Soon to exclude the ignorant fucking poor dwags north of the border. I don't even know what any of that means. I'm not sure either. Porridge. But we're number 34 it's in the UK comedy charts. That we're not supposed to say. Yeah, I don't know what porridge walks means. Porridge uh, or porch? Scottish, maybe porridge. Porridge. <laughs> porridge wogs. Like like oatmeal porridge. Yeah, that kind huh. of porridge. All right. I don't know. Uh, but we're number 34 over there in the comedy charts. Just thought you'd like to know. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Keep me pissing myself laughing at work. Mac in Yorkshire. Mac, thank you for pointing that out. And people, yeah, go, uh, go to iTunes. Listen to the show through iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate that. And it does boost visibility for the show. I mean, you can tell, like in the UK, we're always in the top 50. So we get so many uh, our, our beloved UK fans, and we appreciate that. But yeah, just go subscribe, rate, and comment, and uh, support Sick and Wrong. Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. I know I got a number of orders this week, and I'm going to get to those tomorrow. So uh, people in a couple weeks, you know, people that live in Australia, you don't get your shirt in like five days. You're going to get your shirt in about two weeks. But I'm going to mail them all tomorrow before the weekend. So settle down there, Beavis. Uh, also, it's if you buy a shirt now, mail it by kangaroo, <laughs> koala. I just toss a koala in the ocean. Eventually, it gets there. Yeah, they're like homing pigeons. Um, but right now, if you order a shirt, I'll give you some stickers as well. So you get the new They Live stickers, and you get a T-shirt. Sickerwrongpodcast.com/store. Finally, here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Andrew. He says, "Here's my new mix of the Mighty Boosh." Using sounds and voices from the show, woven into beats and melodies. I thought you two faggots might enjoy this. It's called Nicey Nicey. Just uh, it's a it's a it's a good mix uh, of many different scenes of the show. But he, he actually does a pretty good job. I'm surprised. Always amazes me when one of our listeners is talented. You know, computer talented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's not like he played the shit on a violin. <laughs> No, okay, he just sat at his computer for like uh, 10 hours and go, didn't go smoke weed and go do something you else. You think about it. Yeah. But anyway, it's talented by today's standards. Sure. Yeah. So kudos to you there, Andrew. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 424. Until then, take it sleazy. 
Perhaps the moon knows the secret of the new sound. Open your mind. Let us begin our quest to find a new sound. you a podcast about your cat would be much more popular than this podcast like just you and your cat and you talking about the cat you'd have so many followers i bet you if it was just me with my hairless cat it probably would be vidcast. Uh, a vidcast with me and my hairless cat yeah well let me give you some tips that i learned this week about taking care of bucephalus or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like some kind of horrible disease uh, i got him this new uh feather toy who seems to like it watch Fucking whip it around for 15 minutes while the cat chases it. So, uh, hope you guys all come back next week for some more, uh, 
tips about your hairless cat. I actually don't like calling it a hairless cat. It technically is called a sphinx. So I think that's the proper terminology. Hairless cats kind of like a... They, I gotta admit, though, they're cooler looking than regular cats. You see, no, they they're not. Like, oh, dude, they look like monsters. Look up a black sphinx. It's like a shitty E.T. I'm, I'm just not gonna get one. I, I couldn't take care of an animal anyway. I mean, I'm not even home long enough to take you care of an animal. You can't lotion it up. Just and get I, a normal. I mean, if you if she pushes, just get a normal one. I couldn't get one. I'm I'm too allergic. So I, I couldn't. Even, I, I bet you I'd probably be lot. allergic to a regular or a whatever a hairless breed too. Just get a normal one and shave it. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna lotion up the hairless one anyways, what's the difference? <laughs> they are cool looking though. I gotta admit that. She sent me. She sent me pics of of uh, yeah. this black. I love one. looking at its naked fucking anus and balls. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Th- their balls like stick out because it's just they're just like yeah. Because in a normal regular fucking <laughs> American cat, it's covered with fur, and you just don't worry about it. <laughs> this one, if you were petting it, you would have to pet its balls probably. Because it would come, so, it okay. would rub up against you, and its balls would rub. You'd have to get used to rub petting its balls. Yeah, then you have to you have to make that decision. Do I get a? Am I a man with a male cat or a man with a female cat? I would totally get a guy cat because female cats have shitty dispositions, in no. general. Like I look think at female cats are generally better. No, they no they they have a worse disposition. Male cats are usually friendlier. Okay, I don't yep. know. I'm not the cat expert. <laughs> With the cat whisper. I just know about. <laughs> I just know about the uh, the lotion. Would you take care of the cat though if I needed to? Like, no. 